Hello. I uh, will be pretty honest. I forgot that I was supposed to car cast today. Partially because when I left work, I was talking to a buddy. Knew that my gas was low in my car, so I'm going to have to go fill up gas at some point. Not not as bad as the last time I realized I was pretty low on gas. I've got like a little under a quarter tank, which will be more than enough to get back to where I usually fill gas, wait in line for a bit, um, and fill up. Then the other reason is that I also have to take a shit really badly. So I was just kind of thinking about that when I was getting in the car, you know, how I would manage balancing the feelings of unloading my bowel, aka driving as fast as possible to get back home. And then I realized that if I did that, I'd be kind of in a struggle spot without any gas in my car for my drive to work tomorrow morning. So the trade-off here is going to be, I will just have to suck it up, literally. And one, shorten car cast. Or maybe I'll do part of it today and then the other part tomorrow when I'm driving back from work. And I, I suppose to, come on, this is a single lane road. Left turns on this road should be fucking illegal. Oh, come on, three cars trying to make left turns on a single lane road. Oh. But yeah, basically, it'll be a slightly shortened car cast or I'll have to do the other part tomorrow. Uh, I will be thinking a lot about having to use the bathroom. And what was the third one? Oh, yeah. Nowadays, when I when I drive home, the uh, I'm, I'm like driving directly west for like most of my drive, so the sun's directly in my eyes. So I'm gonna be griping about that once in a while. But yeah, I've been asked to do a car cast at the request of Sam and Tristan. Pretty sure the only two people who will listen to this thing in its entirety. Sam gave me a little list of questions. Um, so I'll kind of go with the lighthearted stuff first and then move on to the more annoying things. Um, or we'll see. We'll, we'll get as much done as possible in whatever order I uh, feel like getting them done in. But I know that Sam gets kind of bored after the first like 20 minutes or so, but like most podcasts, I don't know if that's going to apply to a car cast as well. I think I almost ran a red. Um, but one of her questions was the con or okay, the, the question specifically was why Halifax is better than Mississauga. So I kind of told Sam this earlier when like she was asking questions that you know, oh my god, dude, I, I just want to get out of the lane. Can I? Oh my god, literally on my ass and I'm trying to merge into the right lane and then makes a right turn before that. What the fuck are you speeding for? Okay, yeah, the uh, question was why is Halifax better than Mississauga? I, 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 I simply don't understand why you would ask me to comment on this. Both of your teams suck. Like, you're not top three, and if you're not top three, you don't have a legitimate shot unless you're like Miami in like season 75 and get like all the waivers 
at the very beginning of the season, which means that they have a full season to kind of, you know, catch up on TPE, earn as much as possible, yada, yada, do all that kind of jazz. Halifax got some later waivers. They beat Houston in the playoffs, and Houston traded away, like, their best players to Minnesota. So I don't really know why Halifax is very excited about beating Houston. And I think, like, it wasn't even a sweep to actually have a roster with a bunch of players and to not win in, like, four or five games against a Houston team that traded away Godlander and Glove Dropper. Like, what is your what is your excuse? Why are you not good? Um, so if Halifax can get through their, their next playoff round, I will be pretty surprised. I don't think they will. But, you know, now that I said that, they probably will. So power to them if they do, but Halifax still sucks. Mississauga... Um, I know Tristan's excuse. I think I, I listened to a bit of his podcast yesterday. Um, I think talking to nobody part three and his rationale was, you know, he didn't get many players because Zetterberg went all out trying to compete with the Hounds roster that he had at the, at the time, which is a pretty valid argument. You know, when, when your predecessor kind of leaves you completely barren, but he had five picks. He had a decent roster going on. And then he decided to just trade the the two Janser brothers. And I roasted him then. But that was more private because it was in Moscow or it was in DMs. But that was a fucking atrocious trade. To trade a Max Erner plus a Welfare Plus for like a second and a fifth or whatever the hell that was. Oh, sun's back in my eyes. Like, since when is the value of those kinds of players just a fucking second and fifth? Like, a capped or a very close to capped player this season and a player who I think Philly will have for next season as well. That value is not a second. If it was like a really draft class and you were getting multiple seconds and like, say, thirds... I could say, okay, you know, I, I can kind of see where, where like your, your value is coming from. But like this next M class is, is not as strong as, as the class that we had last season when, when it was a pretty decently deep draft because of the NHL 21 ad. What, what are you going to get with a second? You are going to get a comparable player to what the, like the, the second, the like lower TPE Janser brother was. Best case scenario, he caps out and, and like he goes away. Worst case scenario, it's a player that's only going to be good in like his second season. So I guess if you just want to rebuild for two years instead of just one, great. That means that you better trade away whoever's left on your roster right fucking now. Funnily enough, you have a player that wants to be traded and you haven't traded him. What the fuck are you doing? Just get rid of him. Trade him. Start fresh. You're not competing next season. You might as well just get some assets back. So Halifax sucks. Mississauga has no direction. So, and there's police ahead. So, we're all in shitty situations. But yeah, so that's why um, Halifax and Mississauga, both of you guys suck. Neither of you is better than the other. But I do find it amusing that you guys are like, clashing with each other i think that's fun makes you more motivated to be good otherwise you have the other person to kind of like 
lord it over you um, when you or when one of you inevitably does worse to the other. Um, damn, did someone get caught for speeding? That's hilarious. Imagine speeding. Couldn't be me. Could not be me. Anyways, that was that was the first question. I know I know Sam probably has enough content for whatever that she wants at like this point. I'm sure she's thrilled. Um, okay, next question. Trying to find it while driving without crashing. People are breaking. Okay. So, why did I write an article on the wrong person? So, as, as most of you probably know, or, or some of you do, I don't know how many people read media spots. Um, but you can... Okay, before that. Every season there are two players and a builder inducted into the VHL Hall of Fame. Two players, obviously, for being players, a builder for having some kind of significant impact on the VHL uh, over the years or at some point in time. So Muffin was the builder because he was like a commissioner for a bit, held like various positions, was a GM, has been around for a ridiculously long amount of time. Uh, Players were Wesley Kellinger and Hulk Hogan. So, okay, why? I get like I was looking at my phone, but what the fuck is this person in front of me doing? Like, why are you breaking two cars before the car in front of you? Come on. Just a red light. My lord. I'm going to have to get out of this lane before I lose my mind. Um, yeah, so Wesley Kellinger and... Like just hearing that that name, you can kind of tell where my mistake came into play. Um, I did not really pay attention to the Hall of Fame thread. I just knew that you know Hogan got in because I like saw him talking about it in like Discord. Then I saw like Muffin get in as well, Muff. So that's that's kind of really all I knew about what was going on. So when I saw Victor post in the Hall of Fame, um, like the Hall of Fame article thread, which is when you need people to write kind of like recap articles for those inducted players or builders, I decided to sign up for one because those give you five uncapped TPP. And considering that I was going to be starting my career with Nico Pierce, Felt that it would be a pretty good time to get some uncapped TPE, try to get me some separation in my draft class. So I looked in the thread, saw I think like Orbiting Death and Red Sus or Red talking about, you know, who was available, who they wanted, who they didn't want. And I saw I think Red say, I'll take anyone but Kellinger. And I was like, oh, Kellinger. And I just completely missed the E in like Killinger, like like the, the first E. And I was like, oh, Killinger, like Eric Killinger, pieces defenseman. So I will just write an article about Eric Killinger. For some reason, I was like, do people just not want to talk to Peace and ask him like, you know, what was going on when, when you were a player? And I was like, I don't know, damn, does like Red Sus really hate Peace that much for whatever reason? Um, I just never went back and actually read closely to see that the name was 
Wesley Kellinger and not Eric Killinger. I just never even looked at Victor's original post where it said the names of the people who needed articles. I just saw Kellinger, thought Killinger, and I was like, okay, this is what's going to be happening. So there I go. I, I wrote a full article about Killinger, um, was even messaging Peace, and was like, hey, can, I'm like writing an article. I'm like writing the article for Killinger. Can I get like this information, like, like the city he was born in or like the province, whatever you want to use? Is like jersey number, any like memorable moments that you want to be included in this article, like during your career. So he was he was like a little busy at the time. He was like going through some like IRL stuff, um, and like all that all that jazz. So it like took a little bit before he he like got back to me. It was just kind of like me checking in every other day, being like, hey, just a friendly bump on this. Um, he's like, yep, I'll I'll make sure I'll do it. And then finally, like Monday, I was like, uh, okay, I've like written everything. Like I finally wrote everything that I needed to in this, in this summary. I kind of like wrote a blurb about every season. So I don't even really need any additional details unless you want to give it to me and like you want it included. So he gave me like the birthplace. He gave me the uh, jersey number. And then before he was going to give me like, you know, cool moments in, in his player career. He was like, when did Killinger get into the Hall of Fame? And I was confused for a sec. And I was like, does he not know that his player got into the Hall of Fame? Like, what the hell's going on here? And I said, oh, like literally that's it. I was like, uh. And then he was like, silly Spartan. And I was thinking like, I couldn't have fucked up here. He's fucked up. Like, he doesn't know that his player made it into the Hall of Fame. That's definitely got to be what's happening here. So I go back. Look at the fucking thread. I, I see the E. I panic. I don't panic much. I, I like, generally don't. I'm, I'm generally stress-free. I don't give a shit. If something bad happens, it means that, you know, you just got to kind of figure it out. I panicked because I was mad because I I don't like writing heavily researched articles about like history I'm fine with like statistical stuff where like I'm just kind of explaining stats or putting stats together that I'm fine with but like to go back and like research you know who was on the roster during like this time and what were the line pairings who what was the trades like what were the acquisitions? Like, that part pissed me off. Like, I just generally don't like doing it. But it was all in the name of uncapped TPE. I really wanted that five. This dude in front of me does not know how to fucking drive. Holy shit. There's, like, you could fit, a, like, a like a 16-wheeler between the car in front of me and the car in front of him. My lord. I can't even get out of this lane because these other lanes are kind of clogged up. I have to do a little need for speed racing here. Okay, the girl next to me is on her phone. Like, her phone is out of ear. Buddy, why are you breaking? The car in front of us isn't even breaking. Holy mother of God. Oh, my Lord. Anyways, yeah. So I realized that I put an E, or I put an I in the last name instead of an E. 
therefore I fucked up. And yeah, now I have to go back and research Wesley Kellinger season like 36 through like 42 or something because such so fucking long ago. And uh, yeah, a lot of research that I'm going to have to do. Um, and the index is not as nice as it, as it is today. So it's going to be, it's going to be very fun. Okay. Uh, next question. Nobody's dumb moments. So I don't know how much of this I, like, I really want to expose. I feel like it's pretty fun to just discuss his dumb moments in the locker room itself. But I know he like talked about his dumb moment finding like the Halloween stuff yesterday when he was like asking me for, for hints and like in DMs was like trying to guide him in the, in the correct direction. Like he started off asking like if it was the draft because I'm like, he asked him in like the locker room, is it, is it related to the, to the draft? And I was like, that's, that's a good thought because it's not in a, it's not in the game thread, but it, but it couldn't be, the draft because the draft was only on forums up to like S71 or S72 or something like where there was like a forum link to the draft. Um, I think like S72 or S73, like, like something like that was like the very last one. And even if you went and like you looked in those threads, there was like nothing in there. So, oh my God, this, this dude, I finally got around this moron. Um, yeah, so I was like, it's, it, it's a good thought, but there's nothing on, on forums for that because all the draft stuff ended up going on like the, the portal, but you're on the right track. It's something that would happen between the draft and between the preseason games. And then, and then like at that point we like moved into DMs cause they didn't want to spoil it for like everyone in the locker room, like the people who actually wanted to try and find it. Um, so then, yeah, so then we were just talking about various things, and I was like, how would an NHL prospect player, what are one of the first couple of times that they would end up on, like, their professional team? So just, like, kind of asking, like, some guiding questions and all that. Um, and then at some point he was like, the draft. And I was like, bro, what the fuck is wrong with you? I'm like, we had a full conversation about why the draft wasn't possible. And he was like, oh, yeah. So just a little lapse in, in, in judgment that um, I like to laugh at him about. And then I think at like some point he like forgot a bunch of rules for like the VHLM. It was like one point where he thought like in a record, there's always three numbers. Like say it's like 22, two and two. He thought the final two was for ties. He plays hockey. He watches the Penguins when I watch the Penguins. He like he's a hockey fan. He plays hockey. He's been in the league since season seventy five. As like as of a couple weeks ago, he thought that the last number in a record were ties. How? I I don't understand. Yeah, so like that that's the kind of stuff that like Tristan does. Nobody, Tristan, we, we, we call him Tristan. Um, too much distance from the N to the O. It's a lot closer to go T-R-I-S-T. Um, 
Yeah. Dumb stuff that this kid says. Then, like, forgets, like, the rules on, like, actives in the, in the VHLM or something like that. And, like, he's a VHLM GM. What is he doing? There's There are points where I'm genuinely scared that Viper knows more about how to manage a VH... Sorry, I got a burp. Where Viper knows more about how to manage a VHLM team than nobody does. And I'm very concerned in, like, those situations when Viper is better at something than you. His balls have just barely dropped. It is, it is certainly concerning. Anyways, yeah, those are those are nobody's stupid moments. Um, not not gonna go too far beyond that because I want him to have a little bit of dignity left. Uh, next question: Pancakes or waffles? Um, if I'm just having them individually, like if I'm just having pancakes or I'm just having waffles. Probably pancakes. Um, they're just like a little easier to eat, and like they're a little cleaner. But chicken and waffles is truly fantastic. So, if it's like chicken and waffles, then I'll have to go with waffles. But if it's just like one or the other, straight up with like syrup, then probably pancakes. I always find like waffles are like a bit difficult to like cut through, and like pancakes are nice and fluffy. So. I'll go with that. Okay, so I've covered nobody's dumb comments. Why did I write an article on the wrong person? Why Halifax is better than Mississauga? They're not. They're both shit. Um, best moment in the VHL. Um, I don't really know if I have, like, a best moment in, in the VHL. It'd be pretty cliche to just see... It'll be pretty cliche to say that I, like, just winning the Elmebeck. But truthfully, I don't think I even should have won that, so... It's nice, but it's, it's not my, my selling point. I still don't really understand why I want it. Um, but yeah, I, I think like other people who have won after me for doing more important things um, definitely deserve it a lot more than I did for being uber active in Las Vegas and having a fun locker room. I think plenty of people do the same thing now and don't win awards for it. But that's the cliche one. But I guess, like, Latang finally being decent in his final season was, was kind of cool. Um, like, third most points in a single season for a defenseman. Um, shout out to Christoph Welch for hitting, I think, like, 119 this season, uh, which I think is going to put him in the top 10 as well. I think maybe even top five right behind Latang, and he's still got a few seasons left, so um, props to him. Hopefully he can, you know, break that record. Juice is a good lad. Oh, my God, the sun is directly in my eyes. Just set already. Holy shit. I'm, like, sitting up here barely seeing, like, the wheels and, like, the taillights of the car in front of me because if I, like, drop my head any, any lower, it's just going to be light blazing into my eyes. Um, yeah, so favorite moment, probably Latang's final season uh, because he was actually decent. Okay, other questions. Feelings about the VHL scavenger hunt? Uh, I mean, I feel like they're kind of similar as, like, other scavenger hunts that we've done. I think, like, usually around, like, Christmas time and whatever. Like... 
they're fun. You get uncapped TPE. Someone figures it out within like 15 minutes and then everyone just starts like answer sharing or like guiding people in very specific targeted directions. So it's nice that the community is that nice, but I mean, <laughs> sorry, sorry to be this guy, but I genuinely don't understand how you don't get three TP from this. Like either you have no VHL friends or you just have a really high moral or like a very, very strong moral compass that you refuse to get assisted by anyone else. So like, I guess I can, I can respect that, that second one of the, like the really like intense moral compass that like you refuse to ask for help since the rules say like you should be doing it by yourself. But if it's just like the no VHL friends, then I'm sorry. Let me know. I'll, I'll get you a Moscow locker room invite. You can, you can talk to some people, make some friends. Should never be doing scavenger hunt by yourself when you get stuck. Like, if you're, like, banging your head into a wall for longer than 15 minutes on, like, any uncapped task, Hall of Fame articles excluded, like, just ask someone for help. It's, it's, it really shouldn't be taking you that, that much time. Um, but yeah, those are my feelings about the VHL scavenger hunt. So, I think I've gotten a lot of Sam's questions down, so I'm kind of here towards her final question for today. Thoughts on the state of the VHL and realistic changes that need to be made. So this is a pretty weighty topic and one that obviously has been significantly discussed. Like Gus wrote a massive article kind of like outlining everything that was going on with it. I'll be very honest. It was so long that even I struggle to actually, you know, sit and read the entire thing. I will honestly say that I still have not read the entire thing because it was just so thick. I'm sorry, Gus, you, you really deserve better, especially when you're like the one person who truly tolerates all of my VHFL ramblings and statistical bullshit. But yeah, like I know he, he wrote a lot about it. It got some attention. Uh, I've been in the Horcrux, um, wrote a bit about it too, which obviously I've, I've responded with my famous 1,000 word review for 1TPE. But everyone kind of knows that the VHLM is kind of in a funky spot right now. And I can pretty definitively say that, you know, the introduction, oh, getting a lot of burps today. that the introduction of the VHLE has kind of, not kind of, significantly impacted what the M looks like. You've got fewer players in that high-end range. Your high-end has kind of been shrunk a bit. It used to be 200 to 250. Like, once you cross 200, and if you were, like, you know, given a pretty decent build that works with SDHS, from 200 onwards, you're a very strong player. But, like, again, like, a whole chunk of those players have been taken out of the M, and, and, like, they're now part of the VHLE because you need a decent amount of space or, like, you, like you need bodies to go into the VHLE. My 
concern is that there are too many teams and not enough players to be in the VHLM. I don't know how many players are on every VHLE team right now, but I feel like the league could be in a slightly better place if you took two teams out of the VHLM and moved them and like move them to the VHLE. You'd, you'd have like your rosters would would be a little more balanced in the sense of like your your teams aren't so ridiculously skewed towards the like top three teams. You can have a few more competitors. And I know one of the complaints about the E from people playing in the E was that, you know, you're kind of playing like the same, like other four or five groups of people for, for the entire season. Like six teams playing like a full season's worth of games is kind of dull, you know, when, when you don't have much gap. And I feel like I saw that the rosters were, were pretty thick. I, I think like they were running like a nine four two at the minimum or like a nine nine six two or something of the sorts. So they've they've definitely got like the amount of players that that they need and they could probably afford to split it amongst a couple of teams extra. And I don't think the VHLM is in like a place where it's going to be getting more populous. I think this season, if anything, with the S81 class that was a bit larger, would have been where you would see fuller VHLM rosters. And you didn't really see that. I think um, Horcrux helped me with like the, the calculations, but if you took all the players that are currently on VHLM teams, or maybe as of a couple days ago, you would have about eight forwards per team like three or four defensemen and like, or three and a half defensemen and like one and a half goalies. That's kind of the state of where the M is. So even with a larger um, S81 class, you're you're still seeing that the VHLM isn't isn't very large. Not a single team can run a proper nine four or maybe like some teams would be able to run nine four twos. But that's not what the average is right now. You've obviously there's there was like a little lack of defensemen in this last class that kind of picked up um, going forward. Oh, fuck, I turned into the wrong place for gas. Fuck me. Go. Uh, um, but yeah, so like you you kind of saw like a bit fewer defensemen overall. Um, picked up a little bit in the S82 class, but the the number which Horcrux and I calculated even even kind of factored for those defensemen. So, you know, we're we're like a little short on like players right now, which is why I think that we may have a little few too many teams in in the VHLM to you know really be worth it. So, like, I think just, just rebalancing a little bit could help. But obviously, you know, I've, I've had a lot of excessive ideas that no one seems to agree with. And obviously the whole point of VHLE is Europe and none of our M teams are Europe-themed. So don't think that would work. But I think just, just generally our, our league sizes have a little bit of issue to them. I think reducing them would significantly help in 
Oh my god, the line for Goss is massive. Uh, this is fun. Yes, I am waiting here. Something of this sort. Fun. Anyways, okay, cool. There's two or six okay, on the seventh car in this line. Cool, so I'll be here for a little bit. Yeah, so I just think like our league sizes leave a bit to be desired. Um, if we moved a couple teams over to the VHLE, we would be able to have a little more diverse roster over there instead of just having six teams that play each other for like 72 games, which is pretty damn annoying. And the VHLM doesn't have such a disparity in talent because you're not going to have that many teams competing in a, in a single season, especially when even one of them starts to get the level of, of talent that say UConn and, and like Ottawa got off of good drafts and, and having players retained like those other teams, Vegas got so far just because they had a goalie that wasn't dog shit. And, and again, I think part of that issue was we had the, the warning on the creation page for a while that said, don't create goalies. So of course, when you have that up, the issue that you run into is not enough goalies, especially in the app. So that was definitely part of the issue, like, like a decently large chunk of the issue. Um, but I think moving forward, that should be less of an issue not having goalies since since we had a few in this past draft class. Again, I think having those goalies, like getting goalie creations again is good. I think if you do want to fix a little bit of parity in the VHLM, you would get rid of, say, like two teams. Um, that way the teams that do exist get a few more players each. More, um each GM gets, you know, a little more time with players. And, oh, yeah, that's the other big part of it. The the M, and I don't know how many times this has to be reiterated to GMs, but every every single season, like when I was an MGM, multiple times, like, like this would be said, the M is about retention. You need to be focusing on retention first and foremost, retention and development. You want to engage your players. You want to teach them. You want to make sure that they're happy. That's that's the number one thing to be doing in the VHLM. Winning games and trying to get the best GM experience possible from a competitive mindset is completely secondary. It's You are not allowed to prioritize winning until you have fulfilled your responsibilities to be teaching players to be making sure that they feel welcome in the in the community. And after you have tried your hardest to make sure that those players that you've drafted or signed are like you're making a reasonable attempt to engage them to make sure that they are trying to get at least a little active in the VHLM. Those are some of the crucial things that like, you know, I, I don't know whether every VHLM GM is focusing on. Or even now that COVID restrictions have, have sort of lifts have sort of lifted, 
if they have as much time as VHL and GMs used to have before, when the standard was kind of, you know, we had a whole lot of uber active GMs and, and AGMs for a pretty consistent basis. I think we had very few instances of like low activity GMs or GMs that, you know, kind of circumvented rules a little bit specifically on like waivers. But for the most part, GMs were pretty active, especially like GM chat. We would all be discussing stuff in there. And I hear that that's still happening, which is good. But obviously with everything reopening, I think we do need to acknowledge that, you know, the availability that MGMs once had, it's not fair to be holding them all to that same level of responsibility and availability anymore. Um, and I know some people complained about like, you know, GMs not being there, like answering immediately. And I think that's just a little unfair to them. But at the same time, like GMs, like if you're online, make sure that your players are, you know, doing okay. <laughs> like that's, that's pretty important. That That's one of the main things that should be happening. But I don't think any GM is being intentionally ne negligent. I think that the GMs that we have are overall a pretty good group. Um, I wish that, yeah, saw a couple more folks more often, but I know what they're like doing in life with school and sports and other extracurriculars that it's difficult for them to be around as much. And that's sad, but you know, got to do what you got to do. It's, it's life. And, um, I I know that in case if they feel that they cannot devote enough time to the VHL and their teams, then the appropriate decisions will be made. But for all the concerns that, that are going on right now about what's happening in, in the VHLM, I think actually having goalies is going to be helpful. Um, and, you know, just more consistent and targeted recruitment would help. And just kind of getting back to the basics of, you know, engaging your players, trying to have a good time. Even if your team's small and, like, kind of sucks, like, have a positive attitude about it. Would I love to see a little less emphasis on, on winning, however artificial that might be? Yeah, especially with the VHLE now, there is really no reason why anyone in the VHLM should be tanking or, like, Mainly, mainly just tanking. There's no reason to be tanking. Um, and even, like, all of the top teams were, like, at least UConn, Ottawa, and um, Minnesota, at least. I, I know that they signed waivers. And, like, their recreate proportions weren't ridiculous. I know UConn's was a little bit on the edge. Around, like, 50% of their team were, like, recreates. I think Ottawa's was maybe up there as well. Um, I know Minnesota's was high for a little bit, but we traded away some recreates as well because they weren't earning. Um, but yeah, I think just, just going back a little bit to the basis of, you know, development first and then winning would be great. And I know Nick Wolf knows what's going on and will address it. So we'll see. Not overly concerned. Anyways, I'm about here to the front of the line for gas. So that is it for today. Maybe I'll do another one tomorrow. You'll find out. Or you won't, if I don't. Bye. Okay, so I kind of forgot that Voice Memos has like a pause function instead of like a full stop thing. So, got maybe like five, ten minutes before I actually get home.
so I can cover one more topic. But as I paused and was like filling up gas, I realized that Sam, like all of Sam's questions had been answered. So now I have to try to make something up to talk about. But I know Sam did ask me about a draft coming up. Um, and yeah, I don't really want to talk about it too much. Mainly because one, I haven't really scouted much and to, you know, we're, we're still in playoffs. Like most of our focus has to be in playoffs, but, um, on a personal note for the, for the draft, I suppose I can talk about that a little bit. Um, basically confirmed today with the Halloween stuff and, and with Beck just chatting about what the off season schedule could, will look like, um, that I will be crossing the 350 TP threshold to go up, which is very exciting. It was a personal goal that I had in mind um, ever since, like, you know, I created this player to be one of the first couple of players to play a full nine seasons in the VHL. I know Daspu and Naiko are the two players that look very likely to play those full nine seasons first because they were in the season 80 class. Matty Ice would have been one of those people as well, but um, from what I've heard, uh, perhaps again, what I've heard in, in other leagues is that he uh, doesn't doesn't plan to come back, which is sad, you know, um, considering he was pretty decent for most of the time I knew him, that I wish that he would accept his mistakes, learn from them, um, grow and then come back as a, as a more positive member of the community. I am disappointed that he's not coming back. Um, but I mean, at the end of the day, it's, it's his loss. Um, and yeah, hopefully he enjoys the rest of his life. But yeah, so Nico will be playing a full nine seasons. Obviously, that's dependent on if the team that drafts him calls him up that first season. That is going to be a condition that I have. Come on, man. Again, another person that leaves two or three, four car lengths between them and the person in front of them. Like, why are you going? This is a 55-mile-per-hour per, 55 speed zone. You're going 45. Why? Like, like, if you're going 50, I could at least accept it. You're not even going 50. Come on. Oh, of course. Now you're also going to try to make a right turn. Let's see. Am I going to make a right turn here when I need to? Yes, I am. Because I am Speed Racer. I don't know if any of you guys know who Speed Racer is. A.K.A. Sam and Tristan. You guys might be too young for that era of Speed Racer craze. But, uh... Actually, yeah, do you guys even know what, like, Need for Speed is? I like, mentioned that a while ago. Don't know if you guys would know that. But, yeah, so confirmed. Um, Nico will cross the 350, so hopefully he gets drafted by a team that will call him up immediately. I truthfully do not know where I will get drafted, but I do not expect it to be top three unless I trade into the top three. Um, I've kind of already told GMs across the board that I'm not committing to extending for life 
how a lot of recreates generally do when they kind of commit to like, oh, gonna, you know, sign with you for at least like five years or like most of the career, as long as I'm happy kind of deal. I'm kind of gonna do a little bit of the opposite here where just like what I did for Moscow with Latang is I will stay here as long as I am happy here and like you guys make sure that I'm happy in this locker room. Um, so if a team wants to take that risk and, and draft me wherever, um, I will play out my three years there. And at the end of that, I will see if they will be willing to listen to a trade to send me to Moscow. And if I'm not happy to stay at that point, if I am fine staying on that team, then I'll stay. Otherwise, I will head back to free agency, um, like actually test free agency for the, for the first time. So not really heading back, but heading to free agency. So hopefully we can figure out some way to trade Nico to Moscow um, or trade up to a pick where I can select Nico. I've been letting, uh, I've been making it known that I would like to trade up and, and select him. So hopefully that happens. I think it would be a pretty bad look if he just slips all the way down to wherever Moscow picks. I don't really want that to happen. So I hope someone is willing to make a free trade. Why the fuck are these kids all blocked in the middle of the road with their bikes? Get on the fucking sidewalk, you morons. Literally the middle of the road going against traffic. What a joke. Anyways, that little bit of road rage ends my, ends my podcast for today. I'm home. Goodbye.